2: Or wherever you get your podcasts. There we go.
3: Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting right. across America. Hey. This is the Bobby Bones
4: show. Let's go. Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, ACMs were last night. Hope you guys watched. What a night. I'm here. I'm a little loopy. But we'll get through it, right, everybody? You yes. usually do. Yeah, I'm looping like three, we'll three, three, three days a week anyway. So. <laughs> we got you, man. Yeah, what, what's the difference? Okay, this is a tough one. And what happens is I'm going to read the question. I go to Eddie first. He has no time to think about oh it. Oh, my gosh. So the other two get time to think about it. So I'm going to ask it to you. Okay. And then I'll give you a second, okay? What's the biggest regret of your life? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. What's her name? Oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> her name. So... What's the biggest regret? I'll go first. That'd be great. Because it gives everybody a little time to think about it. The biggest regret of my life. I have two that are one professional, one personal. Personally, it was not coming back from college to spend more time with my grandmother. Because she was a big part of raising me. And I was always, oh, I can't. I got to work. I got to. School. I got whatever, so I never, almost never, came back home, and I regret that because when she died, I was like, "Dang it!" Now, professionally, I hate to say I pushed a button. <laughs>
5: yeah, it
4: wasn't. It wasn't really a. It, it was a sound effect that was. I mean, listen. I think officially Ray played it for being honest. With you. <laughs> but I told him to because I was in I was in Dallas when it happened. We were doing the show. I was on the road, and this sound effect aired. Yada, yada, yada. Got fined a million bucks by the FCC. I didn't get anything from that. A lot of times in my life and career, when I've messed up, I've learned something from it. There's a big lesson that was taught in that. And I go, that was valuable. Glad it happened. Not happy it happened then, but now I've taken... I didn't didn't learn crap from that. I know what it's like to be deposed by lawyers. Mm. I know what it's like. I mean, it
2: sucked.
4: It just sucked. So that, the million-dollar-plus fine by the FCC for what it did... You know what? Let's just say it. What Ray did. (laughs) Right, Ray? That's what we're going with now.
6: (laughs) Uh, That's probably mine there. Eddie, biggest regret. All right. I've been thinking about it. I, I just, I regret not doing better at school. Like, because when I graduated from high school, all my friends went to college and I was like, college? How did you guys, when did you guys apply? Like, What? Wait, everyone goes to college? So then I was like two years late. I had to stay in my hometown and do all of my basic stuff before I could even apply to a college. And that took two years of my life, man. I lived at home. It was
7: terrible. Lunchbox? It's going to class. Uh, in college, I went You regret going to class? Yeah, yeah. In college- I drove to College Station to try out for the real world road rules, open casting call. And when I left that table, I knew I was awesome. I dominated it. Went back home to San Antonio and I had a night class economics and I got back in time for it. And I was like, well, I might as well go to class. And I came home from class and there was caller ID, area code 323. And I was like, hey, roommate, who called you from 323? I don't know who that is. Asked my brother. Who called you from 323? I don't know. Looked it up. It was L.A. They They called. If I wouldn't have gone to class, I'd have had that call. Gosh, why'd I go to class?
8: But then you might not be here now.
7: Yeah, who cares? I'd be on the real world of road rules. But don't you think if they really wanted him, they would have called a second called time? Back? You don't just call
4: once on somebody that's right. no. right. surprise and right. go like, well, he didn't answer. Screw it. Next person. <laughs> Especially if it's somebody that you really want.
7: No, they wanted me. But I mean, then they would have called again. No, nah, I'm telling you. This is how One it time only at a dime? <laughs> they felt one call prison what it, it, it was an open casting call so they were doing the callbacks the next day so they didn't have time to sit there and call people they back they could have called again and they didn't do it three two three that I don't know why they didn't call the cell phone I had it in my pocket but they didn't they called the house phone didn't leave a message and I was think my- they had called both. Okay, didn't get
8: him here. He right. listed the other I,
7: number. I agree. I don't they know must why- not have wanted you that no, much. No, they did. They, they wouldn't have called us. Or maybe they called and realized they called the wrong person. Oh, think no, no. Oh, it's not yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
8: Amy? Mine would be not asking my parents more questions because I've lost both my mom and my dad. And there's things now I want to know. And I have no way to know.
6: Wow, that's a good one.
8: Like, no way. Even even if it's, like, some of it's deep stuff. But other stuff's like, what was the recipe for this?
6: <laughs> yeah,
4: called And that. I don't have it. In a way, I guess, my situation is, I never know my family medical history. Cause didn't know my dad my whole life. My mom died in her forties too. So I was like, alright, so do you have a history of and I just Doctor stop? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know any of that. No family. I don't know anything. So maybe I should have just had it charted at like four. Hey papa, I know you're leaving. Would you put down all your <laughs> all our medical oh, history? <laughs> no son, I won't. Ugh. Dang papa, come on, don't go. And then the truck drove off, and I had a medical journal empty. (laughs) That's terrible. I
8: I don't even want to laugh. Oh,
4: yeah, you do. All right, thank you. (laughs) Time
7: for the mailbag. You send an email, and we read it on the air. It's
3: something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello,
4: Bobby Bones. I've been asked to be the best man at the wedding of my best friend. But I've since learned there is a catch. It seems that behind the scenes, my friend's fiancé has been expressing concerns about my sense of humor and is now demanding editorial control of my reception toast. (laughs) To be honest, I don't even know what to say to these things. I haven't planned anything yet. I do my best work when I wing it. That said, it's better to just play ball. Should I do that? Or should I write something cheesy? Or just go for it in the moment. Signed, Best Man Matt. Here's the thing. First of all, anybody that says they just do better winging it. I've never in my life met somebody who just does better winging it because you can wing it and be pretty good, but you can also prepare something and wing off your prepared and be great. So I've never met someone who is absolutely the best when winging it, it doesn't exist. You can, you can be somebody that wings at times off of your prepared remarks. I do that constantly. But when you wing it, even if it comes off really good, you could have done better. And sometimes when you wing it, it goes real bad because you winged it. Here's what I'm going to say, though. I ain't letting anybody tell me how to do my toast. If they've asked me to do it, then you've asked me to do it. If not... No editorial control, as he says. Bro, this ain't Fox News.
8: <laughs> but, I, but it's their day, not yours. Then don't
6: ask him to do it.
8: Mm-hmm. Okay.
6: If, if you want him to do it, then let him do it. I think that's kind of what she's saying, though. Like, I'm a little worried about your speech. May not want you to do it. Then... Don't do it. Oh, man. It's your voice, not meaning your physical voice.
4: It's your voice, your thoughts, your stories. You you should be able to tell that. If you want to tell it and you're worried about her, because let me tell you, that sounds like a control freak to me. If Caitlyn ever says something to Eddie, like, I'm going to control your speech at the wedding.
6: I think I should tell you what she told me then. She didn't say anything. But
8: Daddy's not a loose cannon.
6: (laughs) Right, right. Now, if Lunchbox was doing the speech, then Caitlin would be like, I'm a little worried about that. Well, Ray, we had to say something, too, because he drinks
4: way too much. There you go. Mm. And so we said, hey, Ray, will you just chill out for this one wedding? Editorial control? That was not editorial control. (laughs) That was Ray control. You can even say, yeah, sure, I have editorial control. Once you get up there on the mic, there's nothing you can do. That's true. It's like live TV. Once it's on, it's on. You do whatever you want to do. So... I would not be comfortable with somebody telling me they want to look at my speech. It's like Eddie and I did this show once together on local TV. (laughs) We deserve that, though. And they wanted to look at all the jokes. All the jokes we had, all my jokes, we do on cue cards. And I was like, no chance. Never. No way. And we wrote them all on the cue cards. We never let them see them. And they came in right before and grabbed our cue cards and looked at them. And then we also did a bit we got in trouble for. And then the show ended right after that. But
6: still, (laughs) we did it and yeah. We did not let them control we us. We did not let
4: them control us. Right. Dang it. Well, the whole network went under. It wasn't right. just us. I wouldn't let her control me. And if she's just so overbearing, I would say, okay. And then I'd write something so nice and plain and gentle. And then I would get up and do what I wanted to do. You owe it to him to do that speech though. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? Well,
8: because I'm just like I. why would you purposely go up there, tell her you're gonna do one way and then Because she won't leave do, you alone. I know, and then do what you're gonna do and yeah. then potentially make the reception or the rest of it. He asked you to do that because
4: he you're his best man. Mm-hmm. He knows who you are. Mm-hmm. He knows why he's your best friend. He doesn't want you to get up there mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're uh, Bill Gates. Speaking at a lecture, mm-hmm. okay, everybody, this is what I'd like to say about the newest chip. And in- no, God dang it. Do what you're mm-hmm. supposed to
8: do. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I would be like her at all. I just understand if, if she wants to. I'd be- even go
4: harder if it me. Control her wedding. She <laughs> hadn't heard winging. <laughs> right. So I get up- I'm so competitive. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to read. Here, here's my thing. Oh, he's a nice guy. We met in eighth grade. Well, I get up there, turn into straight Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, wow. Wow. dickory dock.
0: dickory <laughs> For those that are
4: there, uh,
6: young Look it up No, no, don't do that
4: <laughs> uh, You gotta do the speech If she won't stop Give her a, a fun, easy one And then get up and do your own thing But don't just wing it Because you'll get everybody in trouble there Alright, thank you Close up the mailbag We got your email And we read
6: it on the air Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag Yeah Go On the Bobby Bones show now
4: Parker McCollum Alright, new album's out today Which, by the way And we're gonna play some of this stuff but you told us about a song that made you really sad. It was a really sad song, a piano ballad here, right? It, yes, it made me sad. Well, why do you say it like that? Because I'm about to go to it. I want to see you get sad here yeah. in person.
9: I don't, know if, I don't know if it makes me sad, but I think it's a, it's a sad song for sure.
4: The album's called Never Enough. It's out now. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Right. Here it is. Have Your Heart Again. we we'll cling to it to
9: the bitter end. If I could have your heart. Could have your heart again. Oh yeah, it makes me feel good actually. Maybe. Why? Wow. I've had that melody for like six years and yeah. finally finished it with Ashley Gourley. Uh, when you say you had the melody, did you have the without all the words da um, what was the melody you had? Uh it was just it was just the melody, just you know, mumbling over um So I know you and I know me and I know that I'm not what you need. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. In my head right now. It'd be real easy to do on tour every night. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. Do you ever
4: record a song and go, "Now I have to sing this back because I it was such a hard song to sing."
9: No, I, I've always been kind of you know honest with myself about my ability. I've never tried to do anything too crazy. That's probably the craziest right there.
4: Do you play piano? A little bit. Did you study piano or take Mm-mm. lessons ever? Mm-mm. So how do you play piano?
9: I just kind of learned some stuff on YouTube when I was in like high school, and um, you know my keys player Charlie will teach me some stuff every now and then. That's cool. Like he has to give you lessons. You pay him. Uh, I do not pay him for his lessons. No, we pay him. You pay him for like yeah yeah. He's on keys player. He's yeah. on salary. Absolutely. So, and he has great health insurance, so <laughs> the lessons are free. <laughs> yeah. uh,
4: this is track one. This is Hurricane. Play a little bit of that, Ray. She's gonna her name on a
9: hurricane. Oh, why track one? I always like track ones and the story behind why that goes first. Man, I just always think about tempo. Um, I probably overthink the sequencing of the record too much. I sit on it for probably a month trying to push push stuff around, see what kind of tells the story the best, you know, try to be in chronological order, but it's banging. It's a great show opener, so I thought it'd be a good record opener.
4: Two other notes about the album and a couple other questions. Mm -hmm. But the first note is, if when I was listening through, I like Ryan Beaver a lot. I like That's him my as guy. A, I like him as a dude. He's a great I, I like guy. him as an artist, I like him mm-hmm. as a songwriter. And so this song, it's uh number 9, is called Speed. You and Ryan wrote this together. Mm-hmm. So play a little bit of that, Raymundo. You won't
9: always be hung up on
4: speed. So you guys are writing that song. Where did that come from? Like the genesis of that idea in that song?
9: The word speed, I you know really kind of developed this insane obsession with muscle cars um new and classic and um driving fast has always been something that I've liked since I was a kid and um I just thought about writing a song and it was funny I didn't even think about Montgomery Gentry song speed whenever I was like ah oh, got to write a song called speed that's a great title I um, didn't either too now that you say that but it didn't I even didn't, cross my mind yeah, until same. afterwards why did people say something to you about it no I thought about it oh. when I was doing the sequencing I'm like ah oh, there is a song called speed but probably a hundred though just yeah, called speed yeah
4: yeah I'll, that one i'm glad i really like that song because again Thank i like you. ryan and i like you too and then the other note was you know you are again a prolific songwriter so for me to see a song that you chose that you didn't write means a lot mm-hmm. because that means you just loved the song and there's only if i'm right one on the record mm-hmm. that's the case and before i play it so it's things i never told you why'd you pick this song
9: um, I mean, it's every now and then people send me songs all the time and I don't really cut outside songs very often. I've only cut one before it's like a cowboy Stapleton and big alley Anderson wrote it like two decades ago. Um, And, uh, but I fell in love with the song after listening to it one time, this song was, was no different. And then I heard the line, you know, I had a playboy stashed in a Johnny Cash LP sleeve in my room and I was like, damn, I wish I would have written that line. I'm going to sing that song.
4: Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Parker McCollum, his album's out today. Never Enough. Also, parkermccollum.com to get tickets to his tour, which runs all through the fall. I'm going to do three uncomfortable questions from our listeners that they've
9: asked. Are you ready? Sure. Question number one How did Parker McCollum get famous? Parker McCollum is not famous. Um, Parker McCollum has a great following and a very loyal <laughs> fan base, and is very blessed to get to do it on the I'd level say he you're does. Fa- I'd say you're famous. I don't know. It like, takes somebody else to say
4: that. I would say you're famous. Do you ever go into a restaurant or a bar? Or they're just like, "Hey, somebody took care of your dinner."
9: I still fly commercial quite a bit. But that's so, okay. That means you're smart. It's, or I'm just not. If I was, I mean, like <laughs> you think about. You mean think J Lo gonna be in the? Why well, I didn't say you were J-Lo. Yeah. I mean, she's but like... So, but that's who I think of when I think of famous. Okay, fair like, enough. Threat. That's famous. Yeah. Now, does you Parker know.
4: McCollum pay for his friends if they go on vacation with him? Uh, Do you pay for their, your friends' vacations? I have before. That's... Okay. See? Dang. That's well, cool. I wish we were better friends. All right. <laughs> has Parker McCollum ever kept underwear a fan has thrown on stage? Wait, yes. Yeah. All right. There you go. There's a, and now I felt comfortable too. Huh? Those uncomfortable questions. <laughs> not that I like.
9: Far. Not that I personally kept them. Yeah. But, um, they did. They There was. There was. They stayed on the bus for more than 24 hours.
4: There he is, <laughs> Parker McCollum. The album's out. It's called Never Enough. ParkerMcCollum.com. Let's clap for our friend Parker McCollum, Ooh. Everybody. Good to see you, buddy. Let it go, Parker.
6: <laughs> it's time for the good news
8: with
3: Amy. Tell yeah, me something
8: good. FedEx pilots Terry Edson and Nicole McAllister made history by becoming the first mother and daughter duo to co-pilot an international flight. It's so special that it's mom and daughter, but it's two women that are doing it. So it's inspiring. It's in the news. And putting it out there shows other young women, hey, I could be a pilot. This isn't just something that men get to do. It
4: was not a plane once with a mom and daughter. was international.
8: Oh, the it, pilots they were, flying? were both mom and daughter?
4: No, just mom and daughter on the plane. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was pilots. Yes, it was pilots.
8: What's cool is they did it around the same time frame that Amelia Earhart had her first transatlantic flight. So
4: Same time, time frame, flight. like not same year. Like, same definitely flight not flight the, the same year, of the year.
8: it just yeah. happened, same season.
4: It was from Tennessee to like South Korea.
8: Wow. Yeah, how'd you know that?
4: I follow the news, Amy. I know you think I'm just a big hit over here.
8: Yeah, it's a 15-hour flight, take off from Memphis, and land in South Korea.
4: Do they have a third pilot on there? Because at 15 hours, that's a long time. And who are you talking to back there? Boxes? Mm. Packages? Christmas presents? There's ain't nobody <laughs> back there to hang out with. You know, if, for example, when we take a bus, if we're on the road touring, and our driver has to drive over eight hours, we have to have a second driver. They switch out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just drive. That has never happened. <laughs> no chance. But I wonder if for fifteen-hour flights, they have to have another pilot on.
8: There. But they are like there's the-
4: no, no more than two. I'm saying because oh, they, yeah. if they're both flying.
8: The, so and what's cool too is the mom. She started off as a flight attendant before coming a pilot, mm. and then the daughter. She was in the air force, so that's and then she cool. transitioned, and now they both work at FedEx together, which is kind of the the sweet gig if you go. If also, you're a how pilot. do they get
4: packages somewhere overnight? Like that's wild to me. Yes. Yeah. so they can do that overnight? Because it's got to go to like one place and send out to another, mm-hmm. and a hub there, and then go there, here, there, 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 everywhere, <laughs> there, there. And It's like crazy. They can do it overnight. Yeah, it's nuts. What about those dudes riding ponies back in the day, Express? Yeah, they weren't overnight. Oh, they weren't? But but, but (laughs) honestly,
8: when they got a letter three months later, they're probably like, this is so amazing. How did they do that three months later? All right,
4: great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.
8: All right, my cousin told me three years ago, get involved in your finances. It'll be empowering. I said, nope, that's my husband's strength, not mine. Well, then my divorce happened and I had no choice. I remember it was about a year ago exactly that I was on stage at my live podcast in Nashville raving about Rocket Money. It wasn't an endorsement. I was just a new fan, grateful for the help in managing my bills, budgets, and all things money with ease because my cousin was right. It was empowering. Something else Rocket Money does, they help you manage your subscriptions. Yep. It's a personal finance app that will find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions It also monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. And it's pretty cool that Rocket Money has over 5 million users. That's a lot. I'm one of them. So you know you're in good hands if all these people are trusting their finances with Rocket Money. They have saved a total of $500 in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Like Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bones. That's rocketmoney.com slash bones. Check them out. Rocketmoney.com slash bones.
1: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos.
0: And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It's time for Easy Trivia. Let's go around. Here we go. Eddie, you're up first. What show member is three credits short of their degree? Ooh, that's Lunchbox. That's correct. The category is Bobby Bone Show. Morgan, on what podcast does Kickoff Kevin appear?
5: Your podcast, 25 Whistles.
4: Correct. Amy, what show member has always dreamed of being on Big Brother?
8: Oh, that's Susan Raimundo. Raymundo. Correct.
4: <laughs> and Abby, what show member has a dog named Kara? Uh, Amy. That's correct. Okay, so it's, it's very easy. That's all show questions. We knew you'd get all those. But Eddie has four points. Amy has three. Morgan won. Abby, zero. One more win, Eddie. It's over. You're the champ again. It's over. If you miss a question, you're eliminated, and you hear this. You've been booed. There is no Lunchbox. You'll come back next season. But Abby's playing. Nope, you are playing, right? <laughs> yeah. Zero next to your <laughs> name. You, are you playing, <laughs> Abby? Yes. Okay, here we go. The category is 90s pop. Easy trivia. Eddie. Come on. Your tiara looks extra sparkly today. It is extra sparkly. The championship tiara. I think it's smelling a win. Uh, the iconic boy band. Which one was it? That gained massive popularity in the 90s with hits like I Want It That Way and Everybody.
6: I want it that way. Tell me why. That is Backstreet
4: Boys. That is correct. The category is 90s pop, Morgan. Which popular star gained massive popularity in the 90s with hits like Baby One More Time and Oops, I Did It Again? That's Britney Spears. Correct. Which singer, Amy, won multiple Grammys for songs like My Heart Will Go On and Because You Loved Me in the 90s? My Heart
8: Will Go On, Because You, Because You, Because You love Me.
4: Which singer won multiple Grammys for her songs "My Heart Will Go On" and "Because You Love Me" from
8: the Night. Celine Dion. Correct. A Titanic song.
4: Yeah. I, like I know those. I know
8: "My Heart Will Go On." This second song that threw me. So I was trying Who to be careful. Who cares about the second
4: one?
8: Well, that yeah. <laughs> can be how it goes.
4: Abby, which iconic boy band gained massive popularity with hits like "Tearing Up My Heart" and "I Want You Back"?
8: Tearing up my heart. That would be. I got to okay. I'm thinking in my head because I don't want to mess this up. That is in sync.
4: That is correct. sync. Wow. <laughs> nice okay, everybody moves on to the next round. Here we go. Thanks. A little quicker, guys. Easy trivia. The category is big stuff. Hmm? Okay. Eddie, what's the name of the largest ocean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's go Pacific. Correct. Wow. Morgan, what's the name of the largest desert?
8: The Sahara Desert?
4: Correct. Amy, what's the highest mountain in the world? Everest. Correct. Abby, what's the name of the largest state in the United States by area? <laughs> biggest state, basically, land. Oh, man. <laughs> Alaska. Correct.
6: Okay, that's crazy. Jeez.
4: The next category is the 80s. What was the name of the popular arcade game released in 1980 where players controlled a character who had to avoid ghosts while collecting dots? Pac-Man. Eddie, that's correct. Morgan, this is going to be tough for you. Oh, I know. Just because it's the 80s. Maybe not, though. Morgan, what pop star known for hits like Billie Jean and Beat It became an international sensation in the 80s? Just Beat
5: It. I mean, I think that's Michael Jackson. Is that your answer? Yeah. Correct. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, which rock band known for living on a prayer and You Give Love a Bad Name gained massive popularity in the 80s?
8: Oh, my I'm living on a... You Give Love a Bad Name. I'm just... I... Bon Jovi. Correct.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Abby, what was the name of the popular movie released in 1985 that featured a time traveling DeLorean and an eccentric inventor? Uh, Back to the Future. Correct. Everybody's Oops. still in. Here we oh go. Goodness. Shredder in superhero villains. Shredder is the arch nemesis of what group of heroes, Eddie? The teenage mutant ninja turtles. Correct. Morgan, Venom and Green Goblin are villains of what superhero? Spider-Man. Correct. Amy, the Joker is the arch nemesis of who?
5: Batman. Correct.
4: Abby, Thanos is the uh-huh. arch nemesis of what group of superheroes?
8: The Avengers. Correct.
4: Everybody's still in We're The category is classic country. Eddie, what's the name of the country music group known for Elvira and Bobby Sue? Oak Ridge Boys. Correct. Wow, wow. That's pretty good. Morgan, what's the name of the country music group with hits like "The Devil Went Down to Georgia" and "Long Haired Country Boy"?
5: Can I remember it?
4: The name of the country music group known for The Devil Went Down to Georgia and Long Haired Country Boy.
5: Yeah, I can see it. Crap. Uh, don't know. <laughs> yep, nope. Oh, it's not there. It's not there. Oh, that
4: I is can see it. The Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Yeah,
8: band. it was yeah. coming out. It was I, was. I was, was trying. It? I heard the chit chat. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Amy, who is the country music artist known for hits like Stand By Your Man and D I V O R C E?
8: Uh, okay. Oh. Loretta Lynn
4: Incorrect Dang it,
8: no You've been booed Tammy Tammy Wynette Tammy Wynette Stand by your band Abby Abby, come on uh,
6: Do I just
4: win? I should
8: If if she misses it, you do Let's go, Abby Abby, come on on, Abby, Abby, if you
4: miss it, Eddie's a champ again Come on, Abby
8: Okay
4: Abby, who is the country music artist known for hits like Coal Miner's Daughter and Don't Come Home A Drinking?
8: Um, okay, that's Loretta Lynn. Correct.
4: Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. We have two remaining. Good job. Historic oh. years. Oh, shit. Eddie, what U.S. war started in 2003? 2003, that was uh, a Desert Storm. I'll accept it. Oh. That's wait, Mike. Is that the same? That's Iraq. That's Desert Storms. A different one. That's too much. Yeah, are you sure? It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, Yeah. it's wrong. In the desert, it's wrong. You know what I mean? It's wrong. And and when we went in there, was like a storm. It's wrong.
8: Thank you, Judge. I
4: feel you, but it's wrong. You know what I mean? Abby, (laughs) Abby, to win. Hey, did you get this right? You win for the first time. and You keep Eddie out of it. Think really hard, Abby. Abby, what war ended in 1945?
8: 1945, Vietnam War. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Vietnam was like late 60s, 70s. 70s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't here. So. 45 <laughs> was World War II.
8: Dang it! Yeah.
4: Wait. Uh, same historic years. Eddie, mm-hmm. what famous ship sank in 1912? The Titanic. Correct. <gasps> Abby, what famous wall came down in 1989? What the Berlin thing? Wall. Correct. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How's she getting this? Here we go. The arts is the category uh, in easy arts. trivia. Eddie versus Abby. Here we go. Eddie, who wrote the poem "The Raven"? Oh, that's a great poem by Robert Frost. That's incorrect.
5: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my-
4: that is Edgar Allan Poe. No. I knew that one.
5: <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. I actually-
4: Abby, who painted the Mona Lisa? Oh my gosh! Okay, the
8: Mona Lisa. She looks like that. Van Gogh.
4: Incorrect. <laughs> Dang
8: it. why am I doing? It is
4: Da Vinci. I knew that. Eddie, the arts. Who painted the famous painting Starry Night?
6: Oh, that's a beautiful painting by Van Gogh. Correct. <laughs> Come on, baby. Abby, who wrote Hamlet?
8: Uh, Shakespeare. Correct. <laughs> Moving on.
6: The
4: category is US government. Eddie. What? How many senators are there? How many senators? There are fifty senators. Incorrect.
5: What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? No. One, Times two. There's
4: a hundred. No, 100. Abby. How many terms can a president serve?
8: The max is <laughs>
4: for the win.
6: <laughs> no pressure. Two. Correct. One. Like, It's fun to go game seven. Like, it's fun to go
8: all the way. Wow.
4: Abby with the first one. Congratulations. Here's a voicemail from Kira, who lives in Texas.
3: Hi, Bobby. I had a question. So, you mentioned a while back that you were going to be on, I want to say it was Kevin Hart's game show that's like a video call thing. Do you know when that's going to air? Because um, I want to watch it. That's all.
4: It aired on E! already. It was Jimmy Allen. So they invited Jimmy to be the celebrity player. And they're like, bring any friend you want. So Jimmy invited me to go play with him. So it wasn't about me. I was just there to support Jimmy. We won, by the way. Because some of it was trivia. Some of it, listen. We were not going to be denied. But we won. It's over, though. Right? Right? Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, well, who knows who won? <laughs> Wait, what? It ain't about the win anyway. <laughs> we crushed. We crushed people. Yeah, but it wasn't me. And some people were like, Wow, you you know, you weren't like super boisterous or loud. I wasn't there to take control of the show. I was just there to be a follower and a good teammate, and that's what I was. I can't go into Jimmy when they invite Jimmy and take it over. Yeah. Make it about me. It's hard for me to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> but dang it, I did it and we won. So That's what's up. It's on E. Maybe it's on Peacock if you look at it. And I have no idea who won. (laughs)
8: Yeah, no idea. Me neither.
4: (laughs) Who cares? Here's Amy's pile of stories.
8: So some Harvard-trained doctors shared hidden signs that you're not sleeping enough.
4: Number one, you're always tired. (laughs) That's not very hidden. (laughs) Number two, you're awake all night. (laughs) Those are the top two that I have. Are those on the list?
8: They sort of are, so I'll just run through it. Uh, If it takes you 30 minutes or longer to fall asleep.
4: I don't have trouble falling asleep. I have trouble not waking up 20 minutes after I fall asleep or I wake up and my heart's like this at three hours after I've gone to sleep.
8: You hardly ever remember your dreams. I don't dream. You only have a nightmare every once in a while.
4: If I do dream, it's always a nightmare and it's never when I've work the next day, but I don't dream. I mean, maybe four times a year.
8: This one you hit on. You're still tired and you don't feel rested when you wake up.
4: That's right now? Or is it just part of the story? Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: Uh, You're hungry more often and crave junk food.
4: I love sugar. Oh, I'd marry it.
8: Well, yeah. You wake up earlier than you want to. Uh, Yeah, this
4: job's stupid. Go ahead.
8: You're sometimes sleepy throughout the day. Always. You frequently wake up once or more during the night. Every night. You often lie awake in bed worrying with thoughts that are racing in your mind.
4: Yeah, but yeah, and I'm, then I'm always like trying to make deals with myself. If I get to sleep right now, if I get to sleep in the next 20 minutes, I'll get four. If I get to uh, not, not this is like my third book about me. This is my third. Go
8: ahead. Well, I know. I know you're considering uh, doing a sleep study, no, but I feel like this is a study right here. I'm doing
4: one. I'm, I'm doing one. Go ahead.
8: Uh, your eyes are puffy, red, dark circles. No, I, I have
4: glasses so who knows and oh. then
8: your emotions are all over the place swinging yeah. from anger to anxiety to sadness
4: no anxiety or if all that happens you never know because I'm, I'm i'm me you know you don't it's like never know, it's right?
8: happening in there it just doesn't happen who
4: knows you'll never know too sleepy to tell you all right what else you got <laughs> okay
8: there's some new wedding rules for 2023 like times they are a in okay and i'm kind of here for it if you travel from out of town to the wedding, you don't have to get the couple of gifts because you are the gift.
4: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of been around for a bit though, huh? I th- I still think maybe you should go to the registry and get something not expensive. Mm.
6: Like but I, silverware.
4: Yeah, just so they don't like secretly resent you. Not that I would, but I mean, I don't even <laughs> want gifts. We still have gifts. We're like, we have seven of these. But okay, I, I feel that. Go ahead.
8: It's fine if someone else wants to wear white. Yeah, unless
4: it's a white dress that a woman is wearing. I don't know. That's weird for me because I don't care, but I can understand why people care. But, okay, go ahead.
8: No one has to walk you down the aisle. You can just... That's weird.
4: You're just like walk. a wanderer. Who's the wandering Oh, wow, wow. We just wandered into this place. Yeah, that's...
8: Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Go ahead. No kids at weddings. Totally like a thing. We
4: didn't have kids at weddings. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: Oh, and wedding. Wait, y'all's was in the summer, too, because it says here, no outdoor summer weddings.
4: Ooh, you did that, Boss. Yeah, we did. But you know, we're rule breakers.
6: <laughs> we're outlaws. <laughs> Rebels. Yeah. All right,
4: what else?
8: Yeah, and you y'all were nice though. I think you had fans coming from a tree or something. My fan
6: wasn't hitting me because I was sweating. (laughs) Well, you're back there with me. You're back there with me. What else?
8: Um, And it's entirely fine to deny anyone a plus one for any reason.
4: Yeah, we did because we were limited. So there were people, like I don't think Morgan had a boyfriend so we were like, Morgan, can't bring anybody.
8: Yeah, no, I didn't bring anyone.
4: We didn't let anybody that didn't have a significant, significant just show up with a date. Yeah. Like a random. Yeah, because we were like paying too much for food and stuff. We were like, ah. We did that to a few people. We barely let Eddie's wife come. What? I'm just kidding. All right, what else?
8: We all love Alan Jackson, so I've got some facts about him that we maybe didn't know. He first wore a cowboy hat to cover a scar. Hmm.
4: Where? His forehead?
8: Uh, yeah, he had one or on like his like the top head. of his head,
4: because he could just grow hair.
8: No, he had to do it. So he either had to get a certain kind of haircut or just wear the cowboy hat. It's good to go. His wife's maiden name is also Jackson. So,
4: did she ever change her name? Ooh. she didn't have to. She can say
6: she did. Or, he, mm-hmm. and nothing changed. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead.
8: Would you be worried that, I guess, do you get a DNA test just in case?
6: <laughs> That's an interesting
4: question. I don't think they had them back then, though. <laughs> mm.
8: Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of his first breaks came on a reality TV show, TNN's You Can Be a Star. Mm. That's pretty cool. Well, turns in ni- out he could. <laughs> 1986. And then he named his first band after A Box of Nails.
4: What was his band called? The Box of Nails?
8: Dixie Steel.
4: Oh, as a brand. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is happening tomorrow night. We want you to... Be listening on your favorite radio station. We're also doing the deal where you're going to move to theaters and watch. But our iHeart Country Festival from Austin, Texas, it's Luke Bryan and Kane Brown and Carly Pierce and Parker McCollum. There's so many people. Jordan Davis, our guest today, Bailey Zimmerman. So listen on an iHeart Radio station or on the iHeart Country channel on the iHeart app, and you can listen to it all. For more information, iHeartRadio.com slash country festival. Go check it out. It's going to be awesome. That's it.
8: I'm Amy. That's my pile.
6: That was Amy's pile of stories.
4: Also, the ACMs were last night. Entertainer of the Year went to Chris Stapleton. Like, find me somebody who doesn't love Chris Stapleton, and I will say you should not have found that person because I don't like him. Chris Stapleton, Entertainer of the Year. Congrats,
7: Chris. It's time
6: for the good news.
8: With Lunchbox. something good.
7: There's a great granny in Southern California. It's like, oh, let me take the great grandkid out for the day. I'm going to do some shopping. I'll watch him. No problem. So she parks the car, gets the stroller out. "Ah, ah," Puts the kid in the stroller, straps him in. And then she turns back to get something out of the car. Only problem is she's on an incline. And there goes the baby. And it was because the wind. Blew the stroller. It starts rolling down the hill, heading towards traffic where the cars are whoosh, er, no. er, going 40 miles an hour. Granny realizes her mistake. She takes off running. Running. Boom! She trips and falls. face plants oh, into God the Lee. cement. I,
6: I kind of figured that was gonna happen. Oh, you did? Because yeah, it was Granny. Granny, you know. And, and it, downhill and
7: downhill. Yeah. Hilarious no, to see. No, no. Hilarious to see her fall. No, I don't like that either. And then out of nowhere. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Ron Nessman. He comes to the rescue, running off the sidewalk, grabs the stroller before it rolls into traffic.
8: Phew.
4: Great story. All the stuff had to go wrong. that could possibly go wrong. But I heard a parrot at some point in that story. A parrot? Yeah.
8: I think that was traffic. That was the baby crying. Oh, that was the baby oh. crying. Oh, okay. That
7: yeah. was the baby crying getting thought put into a... the stroller. Like, you're taking them out of the car seat, putting them in the stroller. It's the baby crying. Got thing. it.
4: Thought I heard. Well, now it sounds like a crow. <laughs> but I thought I heard a bird of
7: some sort. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing yeah. like that. But I'm going to tell you, this video, if you watch it. Oh, I'm watching it. it. Watch the green. I mean, eat it. She does eat it, and that sucks. <laughs> oh, but, it, guys,
4: it's rolling right toward a, car, like a, not, a highway. That's so scary. Look at this. This is CBS News, Los Angeles. That baby just free. That grandma eats it. I don't like to watch it anymore. That grandma eats it. <laughs> oh, no. Grandma eats it. All right, I mean, good story. No. The baby is saved. That is what it's all about.
6: That was Tell Me Something Good.
4: So, a couple things happening this weekend. iHeart Country Festival, Austin, Texas, tomorrow night. We hope you check it out. You can listen to it wherever you listen to your music on an iHeart radio station. Also, you may go to the movies this weekend Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's out. Had a big weekend last weekend, but you went opening weekend. Do you recommend it for our listeners? Yes. If you're looking for a movie to make you feel all the emotions, you need to see this movie. Do you have to watch Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2? You really don't. They reset reset everything that happened in the first one and the second one like really quickly. So if you've never seen a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you can go into this one and enjoy it. I'd also say watch the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Those are good. And they're funny. Those are really good. So what do you rate Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I rarely do this, but there's nothing bad about this movie. I think it is one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. I give it five out of five zooms. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I think it's better than Star Wars. Excuse me? Just as a series? As a series. As a trilogy, it is better than Star Wars. i felt things in this movie that I've never felt watching just these, you know, science fiction characters. So I think we need to move on from Star Wars. This is the new sci-fi series.
8: Like felt things like, did you cry? Someone came
4: up from the seat behind him and like rubbed him. <laughs> so it's your, you're learning about Rocket Raccoon and his origin story oh. of like this evil guy who did all these things to animals. So if you're an animal lover, kind of a warning going into this one. Well, there's some things that are hard to watch. So probably for kids too. But does it make you feel good after? Yes, yeah. it does make you feel good after. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three gives it five out of five galaxies. What Zunes like the the music player. That's what he listens to his music on. There you go. Thank you, Mike. I'll watch that, just not in the theater. <laughs> right. Only air got me to go to the theater. And little did I know, it was coming to Amazon real soon. It was supposed to be an Amazon movie anyway. I would have just waited. Never doing that again. Fool me once, shame on me. (laughs) Fool me twice, won't be fooled again. They got you. You know what I'm saying? All right, now time for the morning corny.
8: (laughs) The morning corny. What do you call a duck that breaks into people's houses? What
4: do you call a duck that breaks into people's houses?
8: A robber ducky.
4: (laughs) A robber
1: ducky. Ah. (laughs) That was
7: the morning corny.
1: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs
6: It's a Bobby Bones show interview.
7: In case you didn't
5: know.
4: This guy has blown up. His name is Bailey Zimmerman. He's got two number ones. You probably know this one, Fall in Love.
5: And,
4: and this one, "Rocking a Hard Place. This, a a- he's out with Morgan Wallen on his tour. He's got a new album, Religiously the Album, that's out today. And, and he's working pipelines. All of a sudden, he quit and started singing. Here he is. The Friday Morning Conversation with
5: Bailey Zimmerman.
4: Bailey, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. I feel like, I don't know, last time I saw you, it was over at my house, and you were like this kid with tons of potential, but now you're like a
10: full star. I wouldn't say full grown. You
4: haven't grown much, but like you're a full star now. Thank like, you, man.
10: How do you feel? Amazing. Busy? Yeah, I know. It's it's busy, but I'm having a blast doing it. It's fun.
4: Are you having fun right now? Oh, is, yeah. Is it, a, it's
10: a lot of learning, you know. It's fun to learn and and have things come at me that I've never experienced and then have to like learn how to do it and so it's it's a blast.
4: One of the things that gets brought up to me a lot about our hour-long conversation was you talking about one of your first performances where you run out because you always wanted to run on the catwalk and you ran out and you're breathing real hard, but then you had to get back and sing, and you're like, "Oh, I'd never done this before." So, have you figured that out? Cause you have a high energy show. You figured out how to kind of contain your breaths now?
10: Yeah, there's there's just like spots where I'm like, "Okay, coming up, breathe," and then like it'll come and like, "Okay, breathe," and then you you know you kind of just figure out, "Okay, I lost breath here last time, so I'm gonna make sure that I stop and don't do that one move and breathe there instead," you know? So. I'm still, like, really whack and really crazy, but it's, like, dialed back just a little bit, just so I can breathe. We had Chad Kroger in here, and he brought you up. Did you hang out with Chad Kroger from Nickelback? Oh, my gosh. I have the the craziest Chad from from Nickelback story. All right, go for it. (laughs) So, we went uh, to—the first night I met him, he just showed up at Winners. And I was like, hey, what's up, Chad? And he's like, what's up, man? So, we just hung all night. And then— we were going to write a song that night, but then something happened and if he would have went and wrote a song, he wouldn't have been able to do the press the next day and it would have been a bad deal. So we didn't. So the next day we're at dinner with Jelly Roll and Brantley Gilbert and <laughs> all of our teams. We're all having dinner. And Chad, like, it's like middle of dinner and we're just you know smoking and drinking and just had dinner and stuff. And Chad just looks at me, he goes, you got a passport? And I go, yep. And he goes, what are you doing tomorrow? And he goes, nothing. He's like. You're getting on my jet, and you're going to come to my house in Vancouver, and we're going to write for four days. And I'm like, okay, count me in. Let's go. Wait, that happened? That happened. For real. He put me on his jet the next day. Me, Chandler Walters, Gavin Lucas. We went to Vancouver and spent four days, long days, like 13-hour days in the studio with Chad. So you did work? Oh, yeah, the whole time. And you you had a passport? Good for you. Yeah. I have a passport. Some of these guys here don't have passports. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, unless I get called on Survivor, they're not even getting a passport. Yeah, I never needed a passport until uh, I started doing this. That's awesome. Yeah. What was is the house pretty cool? Oh my gosh. It's like uh, <laughs> there's uh, this one room that is crazy, and it's like the dining. Like, if he has 40 guests over, he brings them into this room. Long table type thing? Crazy. You guys know Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the deciding room. Like you go in, it's just this massive room, like ceiling's as tall as I could like think. And the <laughs> table is so long, you feel like you're walking forever to get to the top. Like in the chairs, everything is oversized in the room. So like the chairs are like 10 times what they should be. They're just like massive. And like, it's the sickest room. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. It's crazy. How did you get back? I can't remember. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was a long weekend. Yeah. We did a lot of things. Um, that's all. That's a good story. Do you have a passport? Yep. Get on the plane.
4: (laughs) We're going to Vancouver. That's really cool, man. So you're out with Morgan as well on on Morgan's tour. You're playing stadiums now. Like, what does that feel like going out? And they all know your songs, too. So that's got to be pretty cool.
10: You can feel it. Like, I never really get nervous for anything or singing, but I got out there, and all the breath techniques and all the stuff I've worked on went out the window, man. Like, you just feel 30, 40,000 people just, like, watching you, like, don't mess up, don't mess up, you know? so <laughs> That's what you're thinking. They're yeah, really not thinking.
4: doing They're really going, this is super cool. Yeah. We get to watch Bailey Zimmerman, and you're going, they're thinking, I guess I can don't mess up.
10: <laughs> when you're standing there in the middle of the yeah. MW, and it's like... Everybody's just like watching you, waiting for you to start singing. You're just like, oh gosh, I hope I don't mess up. This is this is big. Yeah, you can feel the energy in the stadium. Like you go to sing the first line and you almost like can't even talk because your stomach hurts so bad. That's it's, super it's cool. It's the dude. best. That's it is awesome. Fun.
4: New albums out today, Religiously, the album. So. I know you're such a good songwriter. You wrote most songs on this record. So I don't know. I'm always curious why you put certain songs in certain places, and you led off with Religious Ladies track one, named it that. Why that song? Why is it so instrumental to this record?
10: I don't know. Just something about the song that it didn't really relate to me when I first got it. And now the whole the, the part about, you know, Mama's Healthy, I'm helping out the whole family, everybody knows my name and stuff, and that didn't really relate to me too much but now it's just like man it's so crazy how much the song relates to me and my life and how i'm taking care of my mom and people know my name but i still think about her a lot you know and i still am not kind of over it so it kind of has just made its way into my life weirdly and now that it's like out is so relatable now it's it's crazy how it became from that song a trap song to the title track of my country album and hey, same message yeah
4: You just made a little Sonically You. Yep. All right, here's Bailey Zimmerman. We're going to do this now. Uh, The album, I'm going to set your album up here. It's out today. I want you to stream the crap out of it. He's so good. Uh, The album's called Religiously the Album. We're going to play Religiously here, right? Yeah. All right, cool. And here is Bailey Zimmerman in studio with Religiously. (laughs) Come on. Ah. Let's go. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say this in the most complimentary weird way, but you shouldn't be that good.
10: Thank you. Oh man, thank you. Yeah,
4: you shouldn't be that good. Huh. You know, cause you know, you weren't eleven taking singing lessons. You weren't 14 going, I wanna be. You know, your dad was a truck driver. You're riding with him, listening to country music. Some people just have it, man. That's it. Thanks. I God,
10: smile because really. I, I mess up. <laughs> and I am just like, all right. Well, well we didn't hear good. any mess up there. I didn't hear any mess <laughs> up at yeah, all. You
5: tell. Thanks.
4: The Friday morning conversation with
5: Bailey Zimmerman.
4: The new album's out today, Religiously the Album. Bailey, I'm going to play a little bit of Forget About You, which you wrote the song. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm always curious about in a room, like, who says what, and how does this song end up being a song? You walk in to write this, what happens?
10: It's kind of a weird day. I'd, I'd been wanting some, uh, some more rock stuff, but I hadn't been writing it. I'd just been writing, like, sad stuff, like usual. And I got in with Drew Baldridge, his producer, and Gavin Lucas, and I was like, boys, I've got this idea just about how everybody says forgive and forget, but how do you truly forget something that you've forgiven somebody, you know, something, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I always felt like, man, I'll never, I'll I'll always forgive you, but I don't think I'll ever forget you or what you did to me, you know? So that's kind of how it came together. And then Drew started writing it and then we just wrote it together. And um, it's kind of just that vibe of, feeling like, man, how could I forget that? Like, we went through so much. I've forgiven you for that, but how yeah. do you expect me to forget, you know?
4: Here's a clip of Forget About You from Bailey Zimmerman.
3: Hey,
10: so what's Louisville, Illinois like? A whole lot of cornfields, man.
4: Is there a big sign? What is it? Is it like a... You know, a, a state-funded sign, or is it the own like a big white one that says "Welcome to Louisville"?
10: No, the f- funny thing is, when you're coming in from the interstate from Effingham, it's just this green stake in the in the like side of the road that just says "Louisville." Oh, it's Louisville. Like it. It's not even Louisville. Louisville. It was supposed to be L E W I S Ville on the original deed to the t- or village, but then when they put it on there, they accidentally put L O U I S, like Louisville, like Louisville. Yeah. So they, they just kept it. Huh, they so want to buy a new yeah. sign. I felt that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I completely felt like, man, that. Man, that sign was really expensive. I don't think we want to change it. So how many people live in Louisville? Do you know? I think the last consensus was done in like 2014 or something. So it says 1,200, but I'm sure it's a lot less than that now. Probably like eight, 900 people. And
4: most people do what to live there?
10: Farm. Farm or, um, there's been a weird, like a weird big deal of, um, like putting, um, Like electric line in the ground or something. Like it's like a big company in our town that just puts like electrical lines through instead of over the top. Right, putting them in the ground. They put them in the ground. So it's like that's a big like you work for there, or you do pipeline, or you farm. That's it.
4: And you were doing pipeline Mm -hmm. prior to your music career. What were you doing working for the pipeline?
10: uh, I was a laborer. So I just anything anybody else didn't want to do that was really hard work. They just told me to go do it.
4: If we go back five years. And just picture yourself five years ago. Where did you think you would be five years from then? Because obviously this kind of happened in a weird way. But five years ago, where did you think
10: you would be five years from then? I was hoping to be a boss on the pipeline to where I would just ran crews to where I didn't have to, get, have, have to get out of my truck. That's what like my goal was. <laughs> like, okay. Because you see all the old dudes in their trucks and they – haven't got out of that truck in 17 days, you don't think. Like, I've never seen them get out of their truck. So it's kind of like always the goal is you you become a laborer, and then you either get into an operator position or a straw boss, which is right under the boss, and then you move up your way. So I just was hoping to move up in the pipeline industry and not have to, like, carry 40,000 pounds of stuff all day. When (laughs) you
4: were coming back and forth, just before you decided to make the the move, move to Nashville, I
10: don't know, was that still scary because –
4: I mean, you're now going to commit to doing something new. You're, you are seemingly good. at This success hadn't happened yet, but mm-hmm. you're seemingly good at it. People like you, but it's also a career in anything creative. It's It could be fleeting. Mm-hmm. So did that make you nervous moving down here, kind of giving it all up? Or did you know you could always go back and get the same sort of job?
10: Well, the job wasn't in question because I quit it. And I don't think they wanted me back because I told them that I was quitting. And How did you
4: tell them, though? That's the question.
10: Um, I... Got up uh, out of my bed, and my phone was blowing up, and I had posted my first singing video the night before. And then when my phone was blowing up, I was like, man, what's going on? So I checked it. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning, and it was just like, I think the, the notification was like, 847,621 notifications from TikTok. And And you
4: had a mom because you didn't have a lot of notifications because you weren't posting anything except truck stuff, really. Right, exactly.
10: Yeah. So I was just like, holy crap. I've never got this many notifications before. So when I looked, it had just like blown up, like blown up, dude. And I was like, holy crap. Okay. So the first thing I thought to do was like, okay, you've been praying a bunch about what you need to do in this life. Is it pipeline? Is it Something else, you know, and you've been praying a bunch, and this kind of makes sense. Like this is something to chase. So I just got up out of my bed. I was still in my underwear, and I walked over to my window that looks out in the backyard, and I called the union. Well, I hyped myself up first. Cause I was like, "Do it! You got to do it! You got to slap yourself <laughs> the face! Come yeah, on, baby! Let's go, let's Come go, on, baby!" So I called them, and they answered, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm Bailey Zimmerman, and I want to quit." And they're like, <laughs> they're "Like, what do you mean you want? Like, what's going on, buddy? Like, you, what do you mean you want to quit?" And I'm like, "Man, I I don't want to work there anymore. No I'm going to be a country singer." And they're like, oh, my gosh, okay, good luck, dude. I mean, this is an awful idea. I don't know why you're quitting your job. But, um, yeah, I just quit it, and that was kind of like the no no plan B thing. I, I didn't want to have something to fall back on if I got scared, you know, so.
4: You burned the boat. Like, mm-hmm. you, you took the boat over to another country to fight, and you don't want to ever yep. go back, so you just burned the boat so you can't leave.
10: Yeah, so that was kind of my thing. So moving to Nashville is just like, well, this is all you got. I mean, you're either going to make it or you're not, but work as hard as you can and see what happens, you know.
4: Crazy. He just called. I love it. That's awesome. And I knew the story. I just wanted to see if you wanted to go there. But he just, the next day, he just goes, Hey, ah, this is Bailey. I'm out. Like, I quit. I, that's crazy. Uh, th- by the way, you guys sound great. The band sounds great. Thank you. Um, you know these guys?
10: Yeah, I met hey, um, okay. Mr. Chris. Just making sure you know who they are. Yeah, I yeah. met him right when I moved to Nash. And then these boys came along, what, a year ago, a year and a half? So we've been together basically ever since everything started to go. What do you guys want to play next? We'll play some rock in a hard place. Oh, uh, yeah. I know this one. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Here he is. New record's out
4: today. By the way, it's called Religiously. <laughs> Question is, did you say the S word? Yes.
10: Okay, we'll fix it. Okay. We'll, I can't. Do you want me to do one real quick? Do I say Chief? No. Then you can put <laughs> We're it in. good. We'll fix <laughs> it. Oh, I just okay, want to make sure I
4: heard that right. <laughs> oh, sorry. I laughed out loud. I, he went. That's funny. That means oh. you're
10: just in it so much huh. that usually know, I say Chief if people don't want me to say the word. Oh, we're, we're all good. Okay. We can fix that, no problem.
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to come back with Bailey Zimmerman. Give us one second. We'll talk more about the album. And then I have uncomfortable questions from our listeners. You don't have to I'm do a segment if
10: you don't want. No, I'm in. I love uncomfortable questions. <laughs> <laughs> me on
4: <laughs> Okay, we'll be back one second with Bailey Zimmerman. The Friday Morning Conversation with Bailey Zimmerman. Bailey, you ready for this? These are questions the listeners have sent to us. I love it. Hey, keep, that's awesome. Play that <laughs> underneath this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just keep hitting us with that. All right, here we go. Uncomfortable questions from listeners. Does Bailey Zimmerman feels like, feel like he has a girl's
10: name? Yes, for a long time I was really bummed about my name. I always asked my mom, like, why did you name me Bailey? And her answer was? Because my grandpa is William Lynn Bailey, so I'm Bailey Lynn Zimmerman, and they thought I was going to be a girl, but then I turned out and I was a guy. So How long until they knew after you were born? <laughs> um, I would, I would say within the 30, 45 seconds. Okay, all right, good, good. Okay. Anything more than that, we're trying to be a little worried.
4: Okay, good. Yeah. Good deal, good deal. Uh, uncomfortable question number two Has Bailey Zimmerman seen any money from his first number one? I don't think so. Takes a while? They said it'll take a long time. About a year?
10: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Cool. I'm just happy to be here.
4: Number three <laughs> Would Bailey Zimmerman ever date a fan?
10: Just depends how cool the fan is. I mean, if she's cool enough to, that I like her, then maybe.
4: Absolutely, amen. Is Bailey Zimmerman actually really sad, but he posts himself looking really happy online to hide his sadness?
10: You know, some of that's true, yeah. I would say some of that's true. Okay. Um, you know, everybody's sad some days, but um, as long as you smile, it's when you're frowning when it can get really bad. If you smile every day, then maybe that sadness will leave. I was you know,
4: say he's... you're a pretty bright person. Yeah. I mean, like, as in, I watch your social media, you're just a positive guy. Yeah, I, I like that. To, I try yeah. to
10: do that, man. I try to be positive.
4: Final question is, uh, about your chain how much was the bz chain that bailey posted on instagram for free really i
10: didn't pay for it no um this guy uh from happy jewelers out in orange county la he was just like he hooks up Ernest and morgan and hardy a bunch and he was like i'd love to make you a custom chain and i was like oh my gosh i would love that and then he sent it to me and i was like this is what you've made me this is freaking awesome oh my gosh so yeah you're wearing free. it now yep. yeah yeah yeah. didn't have to pay for it dang see that's how you know <laughs> Because when you can't afford anything, and I've
4: said this too, when I was broke, nobody gave me crap. Mm-hmm. Now that i ain't broke, everyone's giving me everything, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't really <laughs> match, you know? You it just wish break. it was the other way a little bit. Uh, the new record is out. It is called Religiously. The album. I'm gonna play a little bit of this song right here called Fall in Love, and I'm gonna ask you about it, Bailey. But play cool. me some Fall in Love, Ray.
3: A to find a wall
4: check and it's a I want to know because we know the song we've sang the song but again same thing I asked you about religiously like where what was the the, the genesis of this song you're in a room did, was it on a phone note that somebody had or what
10: so my buddy uh, I hadn't been writing very long when this song came out and uh, when we sat down that day Gavin Lucas my best friend that started with me in my hometown and moved to Nashville with me he was sitting there with me and my producer Austin and he was like man I got this verse which is really cool but I don't know what the chorus is to it. And I was like, I thought you wrote that already, isn't it? Just loves a smoke ring wrapped around your finger. And he was like, no, nah, man, that's, that's a minor to a major. I can't make it work. Da, da, da. It's just not going to work. That's a different song. And I was like, no, nah, that's the same song, man. And my producer was also like, man, that's, this song could be really cool. Let's smash it. Let's smash it. And he was just like, no, no, no. So after 30, 45 minutes of convincing him to let us make this work, we put it all together, wrote a second verse that day, and then we got it done. And it was like, dude, holy cow. I told you. I was honestly just like, I told you. I knew it. I knew it'd work. And Gavin was like, all right, fine. No, you got me. It works. And then I sent it to the team and they were just like, man, this song is, we love this song. And then it came to be my first number one, my first platinum record. And Done a lot for my
4: career. Uh, when you say minor to major, let me see if I can explain this and then you can explain it better. Minor chords to me, if I'm playing, are like the, dark, the sad chords, dark, major, brighter chords. I feel, is that elementary? Is that, that's how I learned it. Yeah. Right. Would you say, Baylor, yeah. you say, so when you say minor to a major, that's what you're saying. It was, or major to minor, however, mm. it felt a little too bright to then go dim
10: yeah it was um the chords that he had for this for that for the chorus at the time were not the right chords to match up with the verse so it would have sounded really weird but then we just took the chords from the verse inverted them and made them work in the chorus
4: so you switched it Mm -hmm. got it okay cool yes does that make
10: sense
8: yes i'm tracking sorry yeah yeah, yeah, it's
10: yeah musical
8: and so when you did say the you know your friend that was it's like, oh, no, we can't do it. How does he feel about it now that it was Oh, like, like, number one? <laughs>
10: yeah, he was like, that's the only time you're ever going to get me. That's the one
5: time <laughs> you got me.
4: You did a cover of God's Going to Cut You Down from Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. which I love the song, and it was used for a TV show theme too. Do you know what show that was? God's Going to Cut You mm-hmm. Down. I forget what it was back oh. in the day. Gosh, what is it And so, and maybe you can Google that for me, Mike. That I love that Johnny Cash song. Why that song?
10: Well, if I'm being completely honest... um, I'm a man of faith, and I've I've seen a lot in the industry that uh, you know God is kind of, you know, you just don't talk about it or you don't do this. And I was like, nah, God's gonna cut you down, and we're gonna make God that word in a song on my album. And that was kind of one of the reasons of just trying to. I and man, I love the song. I love the song. It's always been a cool song, and um, that I play when I'm like partying and like whatever. Just it's such a sick song, and then. Um, also another thing is they were wanting an anthem for the soccer team here in Nashville. And that's Apple came to me and asked me to do the anthem song. And at first it was a couple different songs of Johnny Cash's. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can make that anthemic. And then I heard God's going to cut you down. You know, I hadn't heard in a while. And I listened to it with my producer and they were like, all right, this is it. And then he built a track in like two hours, cut it four times. And then that's the song. That's super cool. Yeah, it's really cool.
4: Let us do one more song. Would you mind playing something new?
10: Yeah, I'd is love that cool it. from the new record? I would love that.
4: All right, religiously is the new record is out today from Bailey Zimmerman. What are you gonna do
10: here, Bailey? I'm gonna sing a, ca- a song that I didn't write. Um, a couple of my buddies wrote it, and it's called "You Don't Want That Smoke." <laughs> Good job, dude. That's
4: great. Bailey Zimmerman new record's out. It's called "Religiously." It's just, just like a positive. Five. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sure you knocked these guys' heads around a little bit. They probably don't feel that way about their boss, but me, I like it when you're around. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks. yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, baileyzimmerman.com. You guys get the record. Religiously, the, the album, stream the crap out of it. Bailey, we'll see you soon, buddy. Keep killing it. Thanks, Alright, there he is. Bailey Zimmerman. Thanks, <laughs> guys. Great job, boys. That was awesome.
1: Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list.
5: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Every Friday, we bring you Fun Fact Friday. If you need to keep notes on your phone, because you can bring these up later. If you're a kid's school, you're at dinner. Don't even give us credit. We don't care. We're not looking for credit. But it is the most interesting segment all week. Fun Fat Friday. I'll go first. A study conducted on jackpot lottery winners found that men were more likely to get married after winning the lottery, while women were more likely to get divorced. Why do you think that is, Amy?
8: Gosh, I don't know. I'm thinking, did some of these women were they financially dependent upon their husband for some reason, and they're like, finally,
4: and then dudes who <laughs> I'm win, free. For the first time, they can get a chick. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they got money. Yeah, for the first time, they can get... <laughs> it's messed up, man. That yeah. is messed up, but <laughs> that's showbiz, baby. Lunchbox, what do you think?
7: It's because women marry for the money, and now that they got their own money, they think they can go out and find a different dude. And then to, dudes are looking for women who will marry them because yeah, they, have they money. know they can get a younger chick and like uh, say they're fifty and they find a hot twenty two year old, boom.
8: Well, I just wanted to be clear. Our answers sound the same, but they're different. No,
7: they're the exact same. No, they're slightly th- different. Yeah. They're
8: different. I'm saying you may be dependent because you uh sacrificed your career to stay mm. home with the kids. Amen. And then you haven't been in the workplace for 17 years. Okay. I see
4: they see dollar signs and they marry.
8: Whatever. Well, this
4: hasn't turned very fun, has it? <laughs> Amy, you're up
8: okay so if you sneeze too hard you can fracture a rib <sighs> if you try to suppress a sneeze you can rupture a blood vessel in your head or neck and die i've
4: hurt my back before sneezing like, like your lower back yeah, i'm like
8: oh son of a yeah,
4: yeah. I felt it feels like it was probably almost hurt anyway and that sneeze just kind of gave it the mm, to get it there but, but any sort of jar mm, can hurt your neck or back
8: <laughs> yeah, but this is it. also if you're trying to suppress it, don't, because you could die.
7: <laughs> but look, I don't have any when I Pandas spend between 10 and 16 hours a day eating mostly bamboo, and eating that often means they got to poop a lot. <laughs> they poop on average of 40 times a day. Wow. wow. I mean, I might do that in a year with my stomach. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Dang. And it's usually about 50 pounds of poop that comes out every day. Every day? Every day. 50 pounds? 50 pounds of poop. From bamboo. That's bloat. That, that <laughs> bamboo, bamboo
4: bloats pandas. All right, Eddie, you're up. Back
6: in 1999, Google was thinking about selling the company for $1 million. Today, they are estimated to be worth $1,385.97 billion. Any word on why or who they were going to sell it to? They were going to sell it to Excite. Is that a company? It must have been back yeah. in the day. Excite. I don't know. And then Excite just withdrew. They were like, we're good. We're not going to buy We don't it. want
4: that piece of crap company. <laughs> it's oh, also man. like Blockbuster. They d- they wouldn't buy Netflix because they are like, yeah, we don't believe in it. And
1: oh, then Blockbuster, sorry, guys. Sh-
4: Netflix.
5: Oh. Yeah,
4: crazy. Morgan.
5: Well, thanks to 3D printing technology, NASA can email tools to astronauts. It used to take months or years for the space station to receive new equipment, but now it can be ready for them in hours.
4: I guess you could send the plans with a computer, and they already have the materials there, and it just makes it. That is pretty cool.
7: Why are you shaking your head? Okay. I'm going to sound really dumb right now for the first time in a long time. Ever, (sighs) but maybe. I don't understand 3D printers. I, I don't understand how you do it. You're right. I don't get it either. Thank you.
4: I, 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 I would, would not just, understand. I would compare it to oh, let's, a hard time with it even too. let's just like, say <laughs> um, in an assembly line. You know how things will go through and it it shapes things certain ways. Yeah. It's basically that. Just you're, it's able to read data and turn it into that instead of physically setting the machine up to do it.
8: Right. And you can't look at it as like. You can't picture it like the printer we have in the hall. That's what it's what I like picture. paper.
4: It's yeah. like a creator. <laughs> it's, it's like um, an oven. Oh, It goes in the oven. The heat, whatever it is, creates the pie. The pie isn't like that until you put it in. Imagine putting a bunch of materials in the oven. And then when you turn the oven on, instead of heating it, it actually forms it. That way you pull it out and it's done. How do you get one of these?
7: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How expensive okay. are they? Because there's know. a guy on Survivor this season that says... Oh, I printed some of these puzzles on my 3D printer, and I practice them. G- explain to me how you get it. Well, I think, though,
4: some of the printers would cost more if they can do more complex things. I th- Mike, can you get one for a few hundred bucks, though, that's, like, pretty small? Probably like 500 bucks.
7: Yeah. And I can just print out – I can just, like, email myself a picture of a chair and print it out and have a chair. <laughs>
8: not, but. Probably not with the $500 It's one. more complicated.
7: I <laughs>
4: The more materials you want to include, the bigger it is, the more it's going to cost. I'm no expert on it either. I've just watched YouTube videos on it. Where Uh, do the materials
7: come from? Well, metals, paper, plastic, plastics. Yeah. So I have to have that stuff or the printer already has that in it. Like like instead of ink, you
6: put the plastic in there.
7: Yeah. No, the printer doesn't have all the metal in it. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand.
8: Yeah. It sounds like you can just go to YouTube.
4: Literally, you can go to YouTube and look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no expert on it either. I've just seen a bunch of YouTube videos. Wow. Fun Fat Friday. Also, the ACMs were last night. Entertainer of the year went to Chris Stapleton. Like, find me somebody who doesn't love Chris Stapleton, and I will say you should not have found that person because I don't like him. Chris Stapleton, Entertainer of the Year. Congrats, Chris. Amy went to Texas A&M, big Aggie alum. What's happening right now that you want to tell the guys about?
8: Well, I got a letter from my sorority at A&M, my chapter, Kappa Kappa Gamma. Epsilon Rho is our chapter name. and
4: I, I don't know anything about <laughs> sororities. Yeah, okay. I don't know what She's that means. She's speaking a different language. Greek, actually. I like it. Kappa Kappa Rho.
8: Kappa Kappa Gamma. And what
4: were you guys KKG. called? KKG. The Gammas? Kappas. Kappas, okay. (laughs) So the
8: kappas. And then what was the other thing you said? So our chapter at Texas A&M is Epsilon Rho. I don't know what that means. So there's chapters all over the country. Got it. And so each one has their own name. And I get a letter from my chapter saying that they've been put on probation until March of next year. I'm like, well, what in the world? What does
4: that mean, probation? They can't be a part of things on campus?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think there's just certain things they have to earn their way back up within the so kappa as a national chapter there's certain things they can't do they can still I research they can still recruit and stuff but their eyes are all on them like if they do anything wrong well they didn't say in the letter it just said we're on probation so then I google thank you Reddit because someone posted on there what happened and pretty much these girls that are in kappa there was some incoming high schoolers that came to College Station for a visit, and they took them out. Again, I think they were going to want to pledge Kappa, so sort Lunch of. box is it.
4: foaming at the mouth right now. He doesn't know why, but he's, his mouth, his chin is I like think on he's the table. He's like, he's like, hey, uh,
7: are you not thinking pillow fights? No, no go ahead. No, no, no. no,
8: but it was a, I guess, a form of hazing, and they told them you when they were out and they were with fraternity guys, you either uh, blackout or back out so you have to drink so what? much that you black out or you might as well back out of being a kappa
4: black out wow blackout? that yes. is a terrible
6: chance
8: terrible Ter-
4: can you just fake blacking out
6: um i mean i guess yeah, you could. and blacking
4: out you don't have to pass out but you just wake up the next day and you don't remember isn't yeah. it blacking out that's yeah. blacking out can't you just lie yeah sure.
8: yeah well they were just drinking so much i Oof. couldn't find a news article about it but one person on reddit said that someone ended up in the hospital and it was this whole thing so clearly it was bad enough for them to be put on probation. Oh, I put
4: that on the shirt. Blackout or backout, 2023. <laughs> That's, That's terrible. That'd <laughs> be terrible. So
8: anyway, i just like, uh, KKG class of 20, or what was, what class was I? 2003. Did you guys do that, Amy? No, I've never heard of blackout or backout. Thank goodness. Cause I don't know, when you're, I like, it, when you're in high school or a freshman, sophomore, your brain, you're not fully developed and you're like, okay, blackout or backout, sure. No problem. I just, I can't imagine being exposed to that and looking up to these girls and them telling you this is what we do. And that's just so dangerous. If
4: you were in high school lunchbox and you went to a blackout or backout party, would you think that was cool?
7: Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like you go to a college party and you're like, this is what college is about. Heck yeah. 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 You'd have to go blackout because you don't want to start college with no friends. Wait, I, I mean.
8: <laughs> you sure actually I, could I back mean, out.
7: Right, Eddie? I mean. I
4: mean, I would, I would probably blackout. I yeah. wasn't as a high school because you also have the older kids yeah. telling you to do it
8: huh what would you do
4: I I didn't even want to go to fraternity parties and oh. I couldn't most of them cause i had to work
6: <laughs> Neither could I. I was never invited
8: yeah
4: well <laughs> I did not even know people because I worked every night I wouldn't get off the air until midnight by the time I finished production it'd be one I have to study I wouldn't get home till three in the morning so not a lot of parties starting at three so I didn't go to many parties and I wasn't in a fraternity I forget you're in a sorority
8: yeah I wasn't really that involved I'm not like big, I wasn't very into it. And also, sure I know, know a lot about the little letters. There, huh? uh, yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, because it's not hard to remember, but we're on Aaron College Station. So if any of this is factually inaccurate, blame Reddit.
4: NPR just did a story on uh, it, me being oh, man. wrong. Lunchbox, you ever in a fraternity?
7: <laughs> no, I was never in a fraternity, but I went to the parties. Did you, do they call it Rush as a dude? Pledge. Uh, you didn't Rush? Not in Pledge. Uh, Eddie? No chance. Morgan?
5: Yeah, I was in a sorority.
4: Were you one of those? Capajamas?
5: No, I was a Tri-Delta. So, Delta, Delta, Delta. Oh. delta. Man,
4: help you, help you, help you.
5: Yep. <laughs> I got
4: it. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. That's fun. Well. Ray, were I... you in anything? You seem like you'd be a frat guy. Yeah, I was Kappa Sig for a month, but then it co- I couldn't pay dues, so I backed out. <laughs> 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 All right. Blackout or back out?
7: bad idea, right, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, uh... thank you. Bobby Bone Show.
4: Bonehead. glory
5: up the Day.
7: This story comes to us from Auburn, Maine. A 41-year-old man was having $3 million worth of narcotics mailed to him. He's like, but I don't want him to come to my house. What Wait, regular, I... regular mail? Did you put a stamp on it? $3 million? Well, I mean like a box. like yeah, you didn't know a, a I heard you, but it's like the postman brings it? I guess UPS brings it UPS home. or FedEx. Wow. He's like, man, I don't want it to come to my house. So he just put the address of the restaurant down the street with his name on it. It shows up at the restaurant. And they're like, man, no one here has that name, No one, and they opened it up, Call police because they find the drugs, and the police are there when he walks in saying, hey, man, I think a package of mine got delivered here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I have to put care of, because then your <laughs> drugs will be held for you. Right,
4: they
6: can't open that. Ah, yeah, right,
4: C slash O, and then his name. The thing I would worry about... And I guess he doesn't. They don't. Three million dollars in drugs. If somebody knows that's being shipped, just think about the risk the UPS driver or the FedEx driver has. If somebody knows it, because three million bucks is something people get killed over.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
4: So he's driving. It doesn't know it. If somebody else does know it, they could go and take over that truck, kill the person, try to get three million bucks. Yeah, that whole thing is stupid, but also very dangerous. What kind of drugs? In a, in a box. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Ha-
8: I mean. That's why No, I'm I was... talking about
4: a bur- but three million, uh, Amy. When you got your H. Yeah,
8: <laughs> I ain't but... talking
4: about Houston. <laughs> your stuff. <style, laughs> <Amy. laughs> yeah, when you went to H Town. But what? I don't know
8: how much that was worth, and that was one of my fears: is that I was going to somehow uh, end up to, dead, five to
4: seven thousand dollars in a
8: gutter because I mistakenly got this box of mm-hmm. drugs.
4: Five to seven thousand dollars, high end, for for what you had. Really? Yeah. but Imagine three million. That's yeah, this crazy. is
7: the F yeah. though. The F. Hold on, let Hydra- me think about this. F.
4: Fentanyl. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh really? Man.
7: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that because again, just such a little bit is a lot. Guess what? People die of it because they don't know it's.
8: Just they a little bit will kill you. Stuff? And
6: he bought three million worth, not street value, dude. So I mean, after selling that, that's that's a lot of money. Or whatever I wonder that's.
8: if they make it street value.
6: No. It's- I'm not sure how that business works. Yeah. And
4: if somebody <laughs> did know all the details, we need to have
7: a talk after this show. All right, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day.
4: We're off to see the Austin, the Austin, Texas. Uh, I, I've been working on that. I've been <laughs> workshopping that. <laughs> Just something I came up with real quick. Okay. Yeah, it didn't quite work. Uh, IR Country Festival, Austin, Texas, where we're going. Presented by Capital One. So that is tomorrow night. You can listen to this whale of a festival. You know what whales are? Not the animal. No whale. Big? Whale Whale. tail. Like in the casino, if you're a whale. Big spender. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You matter. So this is one of those festivals. Luke Bryan, Kane Brown, Carly Pierce, Sam Hunt, L. King, Parker McCollum, Mitchell Tenpenny, Bailey Zimmerman, Jordan Davis, Justin Moore. It just goes on and on. But it's going to be happening. You should listen to it. Then there'll be a chance for you to go watch it, like in a movie theater, apparently. It's a whole thing. So we're going to be there. Lunchbox, how many bracelets deep are you going to be?
7: Uh, I don't think I have any bracelets. I don't know. Rings? No, I don't wear rings.
8: Necklace?
7: Chokers? Yeah, chokers would be cool. What yeah. is it? That's that thing that goes like this. Like a tight necklace. Yeah, no, yeah. I probably won't
4: have that on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you never know what he's going to be wearing. Hey, he that's,
8: said probably. That's
4: what's so fun about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be uh, happening tomorrow night. We hope you check it out on the radio station, wherever you listen to your good iHeartRadio music, your iHeartRadio Country. That's it, iHeartCountry Festival. It's we're off to. All right, we'll see you guys. Have a safe weekend. See you Monday. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm Diosa. And I'm
8: Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.